Welcome to Slants and Rants, the home of hot takes, arguments, and the right opinion about your favorite team. Now, here are your hosts, CTD and Vega. We are getting closer to the start of the NFL season. Slants and Rants back again with another two divisions to break down. As always, I'm your host, CTD, alongside my tag team partner, Mr. Patrick Vega. Pat, how you doing today, buddy? Tired, man. I'm so tired. I can't stop yawning. My eyes are watery. I'm tired. How are you, my friend? Oh, and, and our baseball team's in shambles. Uh, the world's talking about Jake Paul and Tyron Woolley, which was pretty much a disaster. At least there's football around the corner. College football's back. NFL in about a week. Even though I won't be able to watch any goddamn games. It's heartbreaking. But I can't wait. How are you, my friend? I'm pretty tired to myself. We're at that awkward point right now where we have to find exact times for us to record because we're both pretty busy and it just so happened i mean we could have recorded last night but your boy had work early and was a little on the tired side so we had to go with the with an early morning record and our early mornings not as early as others but hey if if i have to wake up before there's four uh four digits on the clock i'm probably really tired I'm trying to talk, and I was on the rookie mistake there, ladies and gentlemen. If I had my soundboard open, I'd boo myself. But, yeah, no, especially that I just got back from the West Coast. I'm still, like, like on East Coast time, but kind of was adjusting to the West Coast time out there. Like, I woke up, I think, on Saturday. I had I worked the game, and it was I didn't have to be there at 1 o'clock like Pacific time. I woke up at like 1030. So that's, like, 1 o'clock, 1.30 our time or whatever. And I told like the lady I was working with, and she was like, "Oh my god, it's crazy!" And I'm like, "I like sleeping, <laughs> especially if I'm in like a hotel bed that like I could, the shutters are like it's dark as hell in there. I ain't getting up." Let me tell you, before we get into the AFC and NFC West, two of the last four divisions with breakdown, you bring up a hotel. Not too long ago, Pat and I shared a hotel, and he was at the room before I was, because I was at work. I got to the hotel room. I kid you not, he had the AC on it max 58. It was freezing in that in that room. And like it was nice to fall asleep to, but it was one where I was like, hey, we're about to eat McDonald's. Like, you gotta turn that off for a few minutes. It's far too cold to be standing outside of under the covers in this room. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's rule number one. As soon as I walk into any hotel, I I know that thing is already on like 70, and I'm like, that ain't happening. I lower that bitch as low as, low as I can. This past, I lowered to like 63, I think. And at one point, I was doing work on my laptop, like a little desk, and like the vent is right there. My ass was shivering, shivering. <laughs> Had to put it back up, and then every time I got out the shower, I was like shivering. If I came out with a little, like a little bit wet out of the shower... Oh, I was freezing every time. It was fantastic. I loved every second of it. If you're cold, then I would probably freeze over because you can handle a lot more cold than I can. 
man, that that hotel room. When you texted me, you were like, "Just a heads up, it is really cold in this hotel room." I was like, "Oh, it's gonna, it's gonna be like a, a Jersey winter in there." That that hotel's AC. I wish I could bring. I wish I could carry that around with me everywhere I go. That hotel room AC was unbelievable. Shout out to you, whatever goddamn hotel that was. You know what's funny? That Met game we went to was like the last fun Met game that's been in God knows how long. Well, that was a different Met game. Uh, oh, than, yeah, you're right. Yeah, those oh, yeah are, you're right. It was. That was a doubleheader. Yeah. No, oh, never mind. Take back the shit I said. I'm an idiot. Okay. But the last Met game you and I did go to was the last fun Met game that there's been. Crazy, man. Oh, no, that's a joke, but let's get into it. AFC, NFC West, two very, very big divisions, one with arguably the Super Bowl favorite in the AFC West and another division where you can make a case for all four teams if you really want to. Like, if you really felt a way, you can make a case for all four teams in that division. Uh, I'm interested to see where we go here because uh, right now, at the second, I still don't know where we're going. You know what I mean? But I think, which one do you want to get into here, AFC or NFC West? I think we should start with the AFC because the – I think at least the AFC, we know for sure who the first place team is. The NFC, genuinely, not only do I not have my mind made up on who's winning the division, I don't have my mind made up on one through four because this division, there is, it's the exact opposite reasoning of the NFC East. That division can finish anyway, one through four. I won't be surprised because all the teams have major flaws. NFC West, that division one through four can finish anyway. I won't be surprised because all their teams have such great positives. No, I agree. I agree. So let's get right into it. The AFC West, Kansas City Chiefs, the Oakland Raiders, the Chargers. Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers. Look, I got that one right finally. And the Denver Broncos. That's how it stacked up last year. Broncos came in last, Chargers in third, Raiders in second, and Chiefs in first. Listen, I'm going to speak for both of us. We know who's coming in first place in this division. The Kansas City Chiefs are winning this division. They're the favorites to win the Super Bowl again. You know, they, they got absolutely embarrassed in the Super Bowl. But what do they do? Their offensive line, who was horrendous in that, in that game, and got dismantled by – Shaq Barry, JPP, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. They go out, they trade for Orlando Brown, who was one of the best right tackles in football from the Ravens, and really didn't have to get like it was a great trade for them. They they got the best bargain of the deal. And then they signed the lineman from the Patriots to anchor inside the middle. Was it Joe Thune? Yeah. They signed Joe Thune. So, you know, they Everyone was talking about, oh, you know, what are the Chiefs going to do? You know, the offensive line isn't great. They literally come right back around and bring two of the best offensive linemen of football on their team. So, Chiefs are the number one team. Uh, Chris, I doubt you have anything really else to say. We, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, CH in his second year, Tyreek Hill. So, I th- th- this team is going to hit on all cylinders. We know this. I saw a few people talking about, like, oh, well, the – the Chiefs are a little thin at the wide receiver position, which I understand. Like, Miko Hardman's technically their number two, and 
I, I like Miko. I think he's a, a pretty good player, but he's had his, he's definitely had his ups and downs in his early career. And you think like, Oh, you know, maybe they need a, a more solidified number two, but honestly, like as long as you have Tyreek and, and Travis Kelsey with Mahomes, like that's, that's the trio right there. And Mahomes makes up for whatever they lack at receiver. So there isn't really much to, to talk about the defense still has a, it's a solid defense. They've added to it and you already have honey badger still there. Like it's, it's a tough team to beat. It's, I can't think of many teams uh, that I genuinely have to sit and think on if they have a shot against the chiefs, let alone if they can beat the chiefs, but absolutely chiefs are finishing in first place for me. No, it's not even, it's not even a question. I mean, listen, Pat Mahomes can make Byron, Byron Pringle and Demarcus Robinson look like superstars. Like it's, you know, that exactly what they're going to do. So Chiefs will finish in first. The second place team, my second place team in the AFC West, have to be the Chargers. As much as it pains me, you know what? F that, damn it. F that. I'm going with my goddamn Denver Broncos, okay, to go in second place. I, I don't care. Oh, you're a homer. I don't care. On paper, the Broncos have a damn good team. It's just a quarterback position. That is obviously the spot they've been lacking since Payne has retired. But this team on paper is damn good. If Teddy Bridgewater, I'm not going to say or draw and Drew Locke, because I believe they're both going to play this year, can just hold the four and not turn the football over, and the Broncos could run the football, this team has a chance to make the wild card. Sure. Am I a little biased? Absolutely. But this, again, like I said, the Broncos have weapons. They have a damn good defense. This is the, this is the best defense they're bringing in with Vic Fangio, for Vic Fangio. I'm going with the Broncos to come in second place because no one expects it. You know, any, any of, the, any of the, the teams behind the Chiefs can come in second. You can make a case for the Raiders, the Chargers, or the Broncos. I'm going to go out on them. The Broncos are going to be in second place in the AFC West. I'll talk about the Broncos now, but I have them finishing in third. My two biggest problems with the Broncos are two of the biggest things in football, the quarterback position and the head coach. Yes. Teddy can put you in positions where he's not losing you games, but when you play the chargers twice and when you play the chiefs twice, you need a quarterback that can play that can win you the game because uh, an average game managing quarterback just isn't going to be enough. We've seen it with when the Raiders and Chiefs match up and the Raiders are playing very well against the Chiefs and they're and they're about to beat them and Derek Carr is just game managing it to perfection. And then Mahomes just drives down the field and scores in five seconds and the Raiders can't do the same because they don't have that dynamic quarterback. That's what scares me with the Broncos. And then also on top of it, Vic Fangio and his putrid clock management, man, he it feels like he's hanging on by a thread because, as you said, this team is it's a solid team and they genuinely could fight for a wild card spot. And I think if they don't get a wild card spot, this has to be Fangio's last year because he he should be able to at least get that that third wild card spot. That, that the Vic Fangio thing, I think, is honestly maybe even bigger than the quarterback thing like. I, I, he plays 
that's all I hope this year they let not saying like Teddy Bridger is going to throw for 300 a game, but like let him throw the ball. Like I know like they don't trust Drew Locke. This is the guy I know Fangio wanted in there. Like once they traded for him, I feel like it was, they were always going to lean Teddy more. But like you said, Vic Fangio, he's on the hot seat. He hasn't won a game in September. He has to win. He has to at least go. Think I think they only play three games in September this year. You should honestly have to go three and zero. I'm not even. It's the Giants, who you can beat. It's on the road, but you can beat the Jaguars week two, who you can beat, and then the Jets week three. Those are three games that, at worst, it should be two and one. At worst, and I have to assume they're favored in all three of those games. Yeah, no, because- absolutely. Yeah, the Broncos, the 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 Giant game, they're like a point favorite, and then I I'm sure they're favored against the Jaguars and the Jets. And that's a you have a road favorite, a home dog week one, which it screams, wow, maybe people actually are buying into Denver and actually do see what you're talking about calling yourself a homer. I mean, the Giants, yeah, I don't think they're going to be world beating, but they're still a good football team. And to be a home dog on week one against a team that you also have a lot of questions about, maybe the Broncos really are, maybe. Maybe the public is starting to see what Denver is built, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But for me, because of Fangio mainly, and then the lack of game-winning performances you're going to get from the quarterback position, I'm going to put the Broncos in at third. And in second, I'm going to put the team that you are about to put in second, and that's the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, I have to say... Justin Herbert going into his second year for years. There was always the sophomore slump, especially for quarterbacks. This new age of quarterbacks seem to be completely debunking that we've seen. I know Mahomes is a little bit of an anomaly because of him not playing his rookie year, but still his first two years of actually playing of actual tape. He's fantastic. Both those years, all these younger quarterbacks, Wentz was great in his rookie year. Goff was, uh, Wentz was great in his second year, excuse me. Goff was great in his second year. Uh, Baker improved in his second year. Lamar improved in his second year. Josh Allen, all these guys showed great improvement where we expected them to step back. And it's because teams are now buying into, we have a quarterback on a rookie contract. We need to stack the team as much as we can. And the Chargers had a really, really good offseason, especially on the offensive line, three new quality starters to protect Herbert. New head coach in. The defense was already solid. I like the Chargers finishing second. And I'll say this. They should make a wild card. If they don't, either Herbert didn't progress to his incredible rookie year into something else, or the injury bug, as it always does, hit the Chargers. But there is very few reasons as to why this team shouldn't be in the wild card. No, I agree a thousand percent. You re- you revamp the offense. You you get Rashawn Slater now at left tackle. You know you're hoping he's a absolute stud. Uh, and again, it, it's going to be on Justin Herbert. You know, and you, Justin Herbert is the key to this team going the extra the extra mile to make the playoffs to compete with the Chiefs but I have them finishing in third 
the brand new coach. There's just something in me because you know what? Everyone's in love with the Chargers right now. Like people are saying, like you know, get Justin Herbert MVP odds because they're good. You know, and they're they, it's great odds. You know, to throw on, which I don't think is a bad bet if you're if you're gonna bet for an MVP. I think Justin Herbert. I think it's I think it's like twenty to one, thirty to one, or something like that. But again, Austin Eckler's back. He should be healthy, and they, they have a solid team. They again, they can compete for the wild card. I'm just going with one of those things where I just I just have in my gut that somehow in some way the Chargers will charger and fall into third place. The key to me, honestly, is going to be that secondary for them. I think that secondary is going to be really good this year. You get Derwin James. If Derwin James can stay healthy and Asante Samuel Jr. can, you know, right now on the depth chart, he's he's a, a second string, just like Pat Sertan is, but they're going to be playing all the time. Like they're they're gonna they're gonna be out there. So you have Chris Harris as your like your lead corner, Michael Davis, Nasir Adderley, and then Derman James come back. Who everyone forgets because he's been hurt. Might be the best safety in football when healthy. The guy's a stud. So like I said, I could see the Chargers competing with the Chiefs, but it's just I have it in my stomach somehow in some way they're gonna fall to third place. Before we get to the Raiders real quick, just looking at this Chargers defense, not only are almost all these guys top picks, but you're right over there. Uh, I'm dropping my phone on here. <laughs> not only are all these guys top picks, first round to second round picks. I mean, you look at these names and we know the Chargers can draft all pros like they when they draft someone, you know they're going to be good. So when I look at Rashawn Slater and I look at Asante Samuel Jr., I'm like, maybe these guys are going to be studs. But just real quick on their defense, Jerry Tillery, first-round pick. Joey Bosa, first-round pick. Kenneth Murray, a top pick. You know, D- uh, Derwin James, top pick. Nasir Adderley, top pick. Asante Samuel Jr., second-round pick. Like These are top picks, and they're all good. Like that is the rate that the Chargers don't hit of recently on their top draft picks. It's very slim. So that's what gives me even more expectation of Asante Samuel Jr. On top of the clip of him putting the clamps on Keenan Allen here and there in practice. Like I think that kid's going to be a stud just like his dad was. And I think that defense is going to be very, very good. They all just have to stay healthy because that's been one of the biggest things with the Chargers. Yep, and now we'll get into both our fourth-place team, the Raiders, and I already know what's going to happen. Somehow, in some way, the Raiders are going to finish in second and just big middle finger in my face and Chris's face just because it's the Raiders thing to do. It's the most, it'll be the most Raider thing to do, but I still have them fall in, the four, in fourth place. I mean, it's the Raiders. I... John Gruden needs to prove it to me. He hasn't proved anything since he's gone to Oakland slash Las Vegas. You know, Derek Carr, you know, some Raider fans love him. Some Raider fans hate him. It's literally a love-hate relationship with him. You you have one of the best tight ends in football in Darren Waller. You know, you have that first-round pick in Henry Ruggs, who didn't prove much last year. You know, you're hoping he – if you're a Raider fan, you're hoping he could – step up and show why he was the first receiver taken in a stacked receiver class last year. And he's so far out of the top picks. He's 
looked the worst. But again, that was only rookie year. But it falls on Derek Carr, and I think the defense, like this defense, year in and year out, usually falls flat on its face, and they always take the guy that no one expects in the draft, like like Farrell from Clemson. Like that pick was just out of nowhere, and no one expected it. Like, and then who they take this past year? Was the corner someone from Ohio State? Yeah. Um... Was it uh? I can't think of his name. Let me pull up their uh. The hell's his name? Oh, Arnett. Yeah, it was Damon yeah, yeah. Arnett. Damon yeah, Arnett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a pick that everyone's like, "Why are you taking him right now? You could have got him end of first or late second, you know." But just on paper, you know, their defense looks a lot better than it normally does on paper. You got Yanagakwe there. You sign him. You bring Casey Hayward from the Chargers. You draft who I think might be the steal of the draft and Travion Morig from TCU, the safety. He might be an absolute baller. Um, but again, it to me, it's just the Raider thing to do that they have a decent looking team on paper and they will fall flat on their face. Like I said, I have the Raiders coming in fourth. I don't trust John Gruden. This team hasn't really done anything since he's been there. Got the Raiders coming in fourth, and this I think this is spell the end. Of the Derek Carr era. Was it Alex Leatherwood that they drafted uh, the lineman? And everyone yeah, was like. another one too, yeah. Just what in the world is that draft yep. pick? And with the Raiders, you look at their roster moves last few years, and you look at the big offseason they had where they brought in Antonio Brown. They brought in Tyrell Williams. They brought in Trent Brown. It was like, oh, man, the Raiders are making moves. And none of those guys are on the team anymore. That was the same offseason. They drafted uh, Jonathan Abram. And, you know, it seemed like he was going to be great, hard-winning, uh, hard-hitting team, hard-hitting team player. Guy can't stay healthy. I mean, the defense, like, it has names. Like, the pass rush shouldn't be bad. I get Cleveland Farrell wasn't the sexiest pick, but they also hit on Max Crosby, that same draft, who was good. You have Quentin Jefferson, Jonathan Hankins inside with Gerald McCoy's uh, slot in there, too. Big acquisition this offseason. They got Yannick Ngakwe, who who's pretty solid. They also get Casey Hayward Jr. and Denzel Perryman. Like, they they have the names, but it's just something about when I look at the offense, they lost a ton on the offensive line where they had one of the best, most consistent offensive lines last year. I look at the weapons, and I'm just like, it just doesn't do it for me. I mean, the, the wide receiving core just really isn't, it doesn't wow me, especially if Ruggs doesn't take a gigantic step up from year one to year two. You know, Raider fans are loving that that kid, Brian Edwards. They're saying he could be – he's the next, like, stud for them. Obviously, they proved on the field, and I've seen some clips, and he looks he looks good. It's like they're saying like he's like their mini T.O. or something. That's a very high, high, uh, high praise for someone that no one knows about. But what's crazy is their best receiver, like, as of right now, is Hunter Renfro. Like – Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Like, no one would ever think that, but Hunter Renfro is an unbelievable route runner, and he can get open. They did sign John Brown, which uh, I think is a good move. He just has to stay healthy. John Brown is a pretty good receiver. He's not, I'm not saying he's uh, the best in the world, but, you know, for, for them, it's not a bad receiver, but it just adds more speed to a team that Derek Carr ain't slinging that ball up and down the field like that. Derek Carr, again, more game manager than anything. He's not the type to throw the ball – 
throwing bombs like that left and right. So we'll see with the Raiders. We, we, we will see. Well, this is my biggest thing to the point that I was eventually getting to was you look at their divisional opponents, the Chiefs. Okay, the Chiefs defense isn't bad. They have a pretty solid defense. But even if they have a putrid performance from their defense, their offense could put up 50 in a blink. So kind of doesn't really matter sometimes. And then the Chargers and Broncos on paper have two incredible defenses, like two, two best in the league, not only the division. Like on paper, both those defenses should be very good. And both those defenses should be able to shut down teams. Uh, and to focus even more, both those teams have very good secondaries that they've added to. The Broncos made a ton of moves to their secondary. The Chargers already had a good secondary. That's my worry with the Raiders trying to be better than their divisional opponents. I just think they've regressed, honestly. And I think the Gruden experiment, he's not going anywhere, but they've won nothing with him in these few years. And I, I don't see it changing anytime soon. And maybe he just blames it on wanting a new quarterback. I don't know. But for me, Raiders are in fourth place. So that will wrap up the AFC West for me and Chris. I have the Chiefs finishing winning the division, Broncos in second, Chargers in third, and the Raiders in last. Chris has the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, and then the Raiders. But now let's get into, to me, the most interesting division in all of football. It might be the best division of football also. The NFC West. Last year, the Seahawks were division champs at 12 and 4. The Rams came in second at 10 and 6. Cardinals in third, they and eight, and the 49ers in fourth at 6 and 10. Chris, I say we start fourth to up on this one since we started first to four on the last one. Listen, I'm throwing this one at you. You could start this one off. All right. I'm definitely going to have to think this through. I have to start out by saying I feel like when you look at all the teams on paper, you're like, oh, the Seahawks definitely are like could be in third or fourth place. On paper, you look at all these teams and you're like, that's that's a genuine realistic possibility. But I feel like that's been the case the last few years. And we just have to accept Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll will find a way to win nine or ten football games. They always do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shock some people here because a lot of people are high on this team. And I'm going to put them in fourth place. I'm going to go with the Cardinals in fourth. I'm still not over the moon about the, the defense. Yes, Kyler now has even more weapons and should take an even bigger step. They added a little bit, a little bit to the offensive line, nothing out of this world. You already have D Hop. You add AJ Green, okay, and you draft um his name slipping me right now. Uh Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore. From Purdue. Yeah. You already have a a decent run game with Kyler Murray running. But I just, I look at this division. I can't bet on the Seahawks to win less than eight games. 
Because you got to assume the team that comes in fourth isn't going to have a horrible record. They're probably going to win seven or eight games. I can't bet on the Seahawks to do that. I want to put the 49ers there, but at the same time, everyone is just so high on them that it's it's got me sipping the Kool-Aid a little bit. There's I don't see the Rams being this far down. So process of elimination, I'm going to go Cardinals in fourth place, but I... I could be convinced to put the 49ers in there. The only reason I won't is if things start out bad with the 49ers, they're going to switch to Trey Lance and it's going to be the buzz of a new quarterback, exciting quarterback, and that's going to provide them a couple more wins. So I'm going Cardinals in fourth place. This could be one of those moments where I look back and I'm like, what the hell was I thinking putting the Cardinals in fourth? This division, man, this division is is so tough. Like, like again, like the Seahawks are that team that I'm always like, they have to fall from great. Like, they have to already. Like, every year I'm like, they have to. But guess what? Every year Russell Wilson just proves that he's a top two quarterback in the NFL. Like, it, it's just amazing. The only thing about the Seahawks is, like, their defense. Like, I, I last year their defense was absolutely horrendous. Um, you know, they, they, they lose, they lose Griffin at corner. So can they replace that? Like on offense, you know, like that's in the offense. They're going to be able to put up points. They're going to be in games. Uh, DK Metcalf, Tyra Lockett, Chris Carson, they get Everett from the Rams. And the most important thing, Russell Wilson. Oh man. I can't put the Seahawks in fourth place. And also on top of it, you got to assume we're going to have fans at these football games. Oh, man, I'll be back. And, and it, as as annoying and corny as it sounds, those fans are going to help them steal a few games. It's just, it it's so hard to win in Seattle when there's a fan base there. All right, I got to do it. I'm, I'm putting the Cardinals in fourth. Listen, they have the worst coach in the division by far, and it shows a lot. You know, on like to me, their best move honestly this year was signing Ronnie Hudson. I think that move was fantastic. Well, trading for Ronnie Hudson, that move was great for them. That's a veteran present offensive line. They did get JJ Watt, you know, but there was those rumors about Chandler Jones wanting out. You know, that's that's not what you want here. He's your best. He's your best player in my opinion on the whole team, him and DeAndre Hopkins. But you know, for a team that's like on the come up, rumors of your best player asking for a trade isn't what you want to hear. They should have two young studs at, in, in, at linebacker. But again, Malcolm Butler's at corner, which which I'm not ecstatic about. This isn't four years ago. Byron Murphy is okay. It's just one of those things, one of those teams that people are so high on. They'll be fun to watch. It'll be great to watch. I just don't see them. I think this spells, again, for Cliff Kingsbury, this is the end for Kingsbury, and the Cardinals will come in fourth because these other three teams are too well coached and I think just better than the Arizona Cardinals. I Great point. I completely forgot to mention. I think Cliff Kingsbury is horrible. His, he is one of the most head-scratching head coaches. Watching the few Cardinals games that I did, there's moments where – the Cardinals could either pull away or they could get back into a game. And Kingsbury is just 
just it's like there's times where there's nine buttons that he could push that are right and there's one button that he could push and it's wrong and he always hits that one button and it's just the i don't i love this term but i almost overuse it but i'm going to use it for cliff kingsbury cliff kingsbury is the ultimate accident waiting to happen and in this division where every second of those divisional games are going to count i can't put all my trust in you to out coach pete carroll out coach sean mcveigh out coach um why am i drawing a blank on um the 49ers head coach blew the lead in kyle shanahan it's so hard for me to buy into that. You are, and to be fair, I can't sit here and rip Fangio and be like, oh, I can't trust you, blah, blah, blah. And then me come into this and praise Cliff Kingsbury. He is clear cut the fourth best head coach in that division. And there's only four head coaches in that division. So for me, it's Cardinals in fourth. Tough decision though. I agree a thousand percent. And honestly, you know what I'm going to say for this? I say we just run through our one through one through four right now. Like just say them out, and then we just go like bang it out from there. I agree. So in third place, I I'm gonna put the Seattle Seahawks in third. In second place, I'm gonna put the Los Angeles Rams. And in first place, from last to first, because every year this happens in the NFL, a last to first team happens, and I think it's gonna be the San Francisco 49ers, whether Jimmy G is playing or Trey Lance. You know, Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. I it still bothers me that he wasn't the Broncos coach, that he's not the Broncos coach. It but God, it's really pissing me off right now thinking about it. But again, every year there's last of first teams. It happens every single year. And I think in this division, it's gonna be one of these teams. I saw Kyle Shanahan's a great coach. Uh Lewis Riddick was talking up D'Amico Ryan's former Texas linebacker as the new defensive coordinator for the Niners, that he's fantastic. I'm going with the 49ers to win this division. So because, one, you know they're going to be able to run the ball. Two, they got weapons. Got plenty of weapons. Brandon Ayuk, Debo, if Debo could stay healthy, if any of them could stay healthy, George Kittle, you know, Jalen Hurd that they drafted. And on defense, Kinlaw in the second year, Nick Bosa coming back. Arguably one of the best linebackers in football and Fred Warner. You have Tart and Ward on the back end. There's just something about this 49ers team that like everyone's talking about Jimmy G getting benched and Trey Lance taking over. And it's going to be a hot mess if they don't play well. Thing is, I believe they're going to play well and going to be in games. And they were injured last year really bad. They, they had a lot of injuries and they still went six and 10. And they went one and seven at home last year. They're not going one and seven at home again this year. I could promise you that. So 49ers, the Rams, who again, Matt Stafford, Sean McVay. But to me, it just feels like one of those Matt Stafford things like, hey, we got you this. You're on a brand new team, brand new city, brand new, like just environment, like a new feel good offense. And they'll still make the playoffs. I still believe the Rams will make the playoffs, but they'll just fall a little short to the 49ers and the Seahawks coming in third. Again, the Seahawks can win the goddamn division. They won 12 and four last year. Russell Wilson is going to keep you in games, but I feel like this is finally the year they take a small step back. They have to. 
They can't keep being the Seahawks every year and somehow win divisions. When the when, again, is the roster good? Yes, but it's not the end all be all roster. So for Patty V, Car, uh, 49ers, Rams, Seahawks, and Cardinals. I'm going Cardinals are in fourth. I'm also putting the Seahawks in third. I'm going with the Niners in second and the Rams winning the division. The Niners, I think, will be a playoff team. The Seahawks, I think, might actually get the last wild card spot. I truly think this division is going to be what the AFC North was last year, where you have three playoff teams coming from the same division, and you're like, man, they do the classic, imagine if this team played in that division or if the Seahawks played in that division. That stupid thing that they do every year because people don't understand that these divisions go in waves of you know, people, teams being good and teams not being good. The Rams, to me, if I'm putting my, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my stamp of approval, all right, this team's winning, they have to win the division. A wild card is a failure of a season. Now, if they make the wild card and win the Super Bowl, of course, it's a success. But in speaking of not winning the Super Bowl, they have to win the division and they have to be, at worst, the two seed. They need to, because the one seed, I think, could be like the Packers because they're in an easier division. But that trade for Stafford, they haven't had a first-round pick in years and they won't have a first-round pick for the next couple of years again. You already have all pros on defense and offense. Sean McVay is an incredible head coach. There's no excuses anymore with the Rams. The whole Goff thing, uh, oh, you know, well, imagine if they had a decent quarterback, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? This is the year for the Rams, and this is the year for Matt Stafford. The public has made excuses for both of you. Matt Stafford, the public always said, oh, well, he's in Detroit. He is one of the top quarterbacks. He'll never get his respect being in Detroit. The Rams, oh, you know, Jared Goff just isn't good enough. The team is great, but he can't win them games. He can't be that difference maker. Well, now you're both together. If this is not the year, then you're both going to be proven wrong and the public will be proven right. They have to win this division. And for everything that you said about the 49ers, Yes, they were last place team last year, but it was strictly off of injuries. This is still a very, very good football team that will be in the playoffs. So I'm going Rams one, Niners two, Seahawks three, potentially getting my wild card spot. We'll talk about the wild card next week. And then the Cardinals being most likely the best fourth place team in football. No, that's a great point about uh, Stafford and Sean McVay and the Rams. Like, you, you can't make excuses no more. You can't. Let's put up a shot of time for the Rams. You win a Super Bowl a few years ago with, with Jared Goff as your quarterback, but every year, the same thing. Jared Goff has costed them games. Jared, Jared Goff is, is holding his offense, Sean McVay's offense back that Sean McVay doesn't want him. Sean McVay got his guy. Chris made the point. This team doesn't have a first-round pick for God knows how long. You got to win the division this year. You have to win the division this year. There's no more excuses. It's put up or shut up for them. But 
I just feel like it's going to be one of those years. They just fall a game or two short behind the 49ers. And people will still will finally jump on the Rams for what they are and who they are. Granted, they have this team is talented. You, you can't best defensive player in football, arguably the best corner in football. Matt Stafford, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Tyler Higby. Brandon, you did lose Cam Akers, which to me is a huge blow. They just traded for Sony Michelle from the Patriots. Uh, Cam Akers showed a lot of promise last year towards the end of the year and the playoffs. So the Rams, it's, it's put up or shut up, but I just, I, there's something, I just feel like they're going to fall a little bit short and everyone's going to jump on them. Everyone. Uh, and the Seahawks, like we said, it's nothing. I, I still think they're probably going to make a wild card. I still think they possibly make a wild card, but they have to take a little step back finally. And with the Niners getting fully healthy, which you would think, because, again, injuries can happen in a blink of an eye. I just think the Niners are one of those teams that from last to first, as it happens every year, they, all, they have a lot of weapons. Trent Williams at left tackle. McGlinchey at right tackle. And then Nick Bosa coming back. Kinmo in the second year. Arm set, man, this team. D Ford's still there. Like, I just think the 49ers, because everyone thinks they're taking a step back because they drafted Trey Lance. That's the thing. Everyone thinks they're taking a big step back. But what's one thing Kyle Shannon always has? Though? Kyle Shannon always has his teams prepared and ready to play football, and they will always be able to run the ball. Always. Again, Jimmy G was in the Super Bowl two years ago, and if he threw a perfect ball to Emmanuel Sanders, they're Super Bowl champions. So let's let's not discredit Jimmy G. Kyle Shanahan knows how to coach him. And the Trey Lance thing, like, sure, Trey Lance has been fun, but he hasn't been great in the preseason. He went 19 to 41 in this preseason games, this this the, the in these three games in preseason. You could tell it's still a learning curve for him. Yeah, he, he hasn't played in a while. You know, he college he played, what, I think, one, one game in the spring last year for yeah. North Dakota State. So are they really going to be rushing out there to throw Trey Lance out there? I, I only think if it's if they're 0-3, 0-4, and the fans are booing Jimmy G. So I still think the 49ers team is way too talented, and they're going to win this division. I absolutely hate how this has become like the go-to comparison as if they were the first team to ever do it. But think of when the Giants drafted Daniel Jones and the fan base was saying, oh, well, do, do the Chiefs model. You have the rookie sit for a year because you still have a veteran quarterback that can win you games. They sit and learn behind them, and then they, then they succeed. There's how Alex Smith took the Chiefs to the playoffs and then they moved on from him and went to Mahomes and boom, they're in the AFC championship game. I hate to use that comparison. I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be Mahomes, but just speaking on the fact that Garoppolo and Alex Smith are both very similar to where they can game manage and keep you in football games and, and win you some football games. But also not take too big of risks to where they're costing you so many games where you can still compete for a year because your team is that good. And then the next year you go with the, the young guy that you think is your franchise guy. 
not saying Trey Lance is the next Patrick Mahomes, but speaking off of that, where you have a game-managing quarterback and a fantastic roster, it is very similar. I think Garoppolo will start the entire season, and I think he'll have where the fan base, where they'll kind of have a short leash, leash with him, where he has one bad game and they kind of get on him. But I don't think the 49ers and Shanahan will be that quick to just yank him out. He'll have a little bit of leeway. And I think they'll be in the playoffs. And then next year is when we get Trey Lance. No, I, I agree a thousand percent. This is not Trey Lance's year. This is a sit-down year for Trey Lance. Get him accustomed to the system. Get his mechanics right. Like I said, he went 19-41 to 41 in the preseason. That's not very good. That is not good, especially against the, the backups you're going against there. You're going to see a lot better players once the season picks up in a week and a half. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan wants to rush him out there. I just think he hasn't, he never kept, he never named the starter because he, he just, I feel like the Shanahan's like to mess with the media. Like Mike Shanahan used to do the same thing with the Broncos. So Jimmy G's going to be the guy. And guess what? If you don't think the four ers are winning the division, F all of you. <laughs> wow, bro. I don't have the 49ers winning the division. Oh, well, guess what? F you too, damn it. Wow. I have them in second. Now, I, I, at least you have them in second, and you realize that they're probably going to be a, a playoff team. But the, to me, the biggest qu- the biggest question mark here is the Arizona corner. That is the division for me. I think it's the Seahawks because it's I, I think it's another year of – I get what you mean by – I'm doing a different version of question – is this the year where finally fall things, things fall apart, especially after an offseason where there were moments where it looked like Russell Wilson was getting traded and who knows what was going on with Pete Carroll. But I understand with you with the Cardinals. And it's mostly because of the head coach. It's mostly because of the head coach. They have the worst coach in the division, like not to be very blunt about it and rude, but again, Cliff Kingsbury is – not on the same level as Pete Carroll, Sean McVay, and Kyle Shanahan. All three coaches have all coached in the Super Bowl. Um, and again, and I, the Cardinals roster is very good. I just, it's just one of those teams that are a fun Madden team and a fun on paper team and a fun team to watch, but just don't get it done when it matters. So we'll see. And, and that running game, no, you have to, I'm, I love Chase Edmonds, but you bring in James Conner, who I'm not the biggest fan of from the Steelers. Like, can they run the football? Sure, you could. Kyle Murray can't be your best running back. Like, you, you need to have some balance, and you need to have some balance there. So, the Cardinals, to me, in this division are the biggest question mark. Um, but, guys, that wraps up our AFC and NFC West division predictions. Uh, we are going to do the AFC West, the AFC West, the AFC East, and the NFC East. This upcoming for you, for you local fans, Giants, Jets, Eagles, Washington football. And then, and then again, the NFC East is another team, another division where you could you could make a case for every any team in there. Maybe not the Eagles right now, but a case for any team for three, three of the four. Don't teams. sleep on them, baby. Don't sleep on them. Uh, trust me, I'm snoring on them. <laughs> but next, guys, we're hopefully we get this that episode out actually this week because next week is week is week one. 
and that's going to be our breakdown of every of everything, our MVP, our Super Bowl prediction, our playoff teams. So be guys, we have good content coming out, and now football's back. We're going to get on a set schedule. We're going to talk and get a set schedule and figure out what, what, what works best for us because we got to put out some, some good episodes here, especially with football back. It's our first it's our first year doing this podcast with football going on. And I'm excited, man. Chris, I don't know about you. Another great episode. I have to go to a meeting. So, Chris, wrap it up. It was another good one. Next week's going to be fun. But the following week is going to be even more fun. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget, rate, five-star review, write a review, tell everyone. Tell your mother, tell your father. Exactly, because we're about to pick up, because football season, it's so close, you can taste it. Here we go, here we go. You've been listening to Slants and Rants with CTD and Vega. Please leave a like, rate, and review. Also, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Slants Rants Pod. Until next time, don't forget to shake them.